Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome into Diamond Talk. We are live. My co-host here is, is feeling the pressure right now, guys. Um, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, that's right. I'm here with Dylan, uh, the smoothest voice in broadcasting. Mr. One Vote, Aaron Mukes himself. Uh, we're here and we just made it. I mean, we just made it, right, Dylan? I've been chilling in this studio for a solid 30 minutes, texting you frantically like, hey, when are we going live? When are we going live? And you just randomly decided to show up at the production meeting at a solid 8.30 p.m. And uh, we're ready to go. Two minutes in and uh, we just hit the live button. But we do have some things prepared, so it still should be a great show. But way to make, way to make it the last minute there, uh, partner. Look, um, I'm I'm rough today. Look, my hair's rough. Um, I was in, I was at the hospital, so you know I didn't know that everybody and their mom wanted to go to the hospital today. So that was a that was a thing. But I'm here, and, and there is a special something that I want to talk about before we get into the baseball. Do you know what today is, Dylan? Today is August seventeenth. No, but do you know what today is? It's the fantasy football marathon. Jesus Christ. No, man, this is a baseball show. Do you know what today is? Before we get into the baseball talk. Today is episode 10 of Diamond Talk. We have now hit the special number 10. And I know that may not seem like a lot, but we didn't have anything. There was no baseball on the Rough Cut Sportscast before you and I came around. Vinny always talking shit about baseball. AJ, you know, he knows nothing. He hasn't even come on to host. <laughs> Okuda, Okuda. Uh, yeah, he did Okuda. That's all he knows is he talks about the Atlanta Braves. But today is episode number 10, and, and I'm really excited. Um, but before we get into anything, like I said, I went to Petco Park last week, and that's why I wasn't on the show. And we don't really have a whole lot of time for this, what I want to talk about. And that's Fernando Tatis coming back and hitting two jacks after I missed the game. I mean, I didn't miss the game. He, he missed the game that I went to. And then he comes back and he hits two jacks. Um, I'm extremely disappointed. I'm extremely upset because the only reason I really care to see the Padres play or even watch a game, number one, they have a really nice ballpark. And number two, because of Petco Park. So I'm really upset. It's almost as bad as you missing every flight scheduled yeah. to come and visit, you know, the Giants park. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. But I mean, yeah, it's got, got to be unfortunate. You go there to see, obviously the star player, Fernando Tatis. I got to see him play at the minor league level, but I'd love to see him play in the MLB in San Diego. I'm sure uh, it's nothing like it, but what a crazy debut. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, or not debut, but you know what I mean? Coming back off the injured list, but they're going to need them. They're going to need them. Padres have a big stretch of games coming up here in September. So it should be fun to see. How that NL West and NL wildcard plays out with Cincinnati in the hunt too. And, and we're, we're definitely going to get to the, the Padres. And um, as mentioned in the tease, we got a nice game of in or out, but I'm going to let Dylan kind of take the lead. I'm not going to, I will give my take, but I'm going to let Dylan 
set these predictions because, you know, we go back and forth all the time about who's good, who's not. And it's not just baseball. It's everybody. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you take the reins on that in and out. Let me know who's going to make the playoffs. And then, um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later on as well as some, some news and nuggets, but uh, Dylan, we, we tend to get hot on this show. We tend to talk about uh, things and get us, get us excited. So let's, let's just start there. Let's bring the heat. Got some cheese, bud. Got some big, stinky cheese. That's right. Bring in the heat. Uh, Dylan, today it's just about the Atlanta Braves. And I'm going to eat some crow today. I'm not so much. I'm I'm not going to do it so much about the Braves. Let's be honest. The, the NL East is just atrocious. Uh, who we thought we've talked about the Mets at nauseum about what we expected from them. They've been injured, but the Atlanta Braves are sitting atop the division and look like in a prime spot to make the playoffs again. And, and I've been on them all year. I said, I thought the last couple of years were a fluke. They're doing this without Acuna. They're playing well. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they won like eight of their last 10 Yep. And I, I, I can't knock them like they're doing what many thought they would do to start the season. And this is why baseball is so tough to read. It's a 162 game season. And it's like this. It's just ebbs and flows and the teams that get hot at the right time. Um, I'm not going to I'll let you talk about the Braves. I'll let you give it to me if you want. Um, go ahead. Well, what about the Braves? I know there's some Braves fans in here. Yeah, there are some Braves fans watching it. I got a tip by hand. I know I was I was hard on them talking about uh, you, I called it a punt year, essentially, where you lose your superstar. Uh, and then, of course, the injuries in the on the on the mound, of course, there, too. So um, definitely some things going around Atlanta. But as of late, they've turned it on. They've 10 and two in their last 12. Absolutely pummeled the Marlins in that series. And I want to mention a few players that have really stepped up for them that has led to their success now. Austin Riley's been doing it all year. 292 average, 25 home runs, 72 RBIs. He's been that dude. Uh, Austin Riley's been that dude all year, along with Freddie Freeman. They've been the two consistent pieces. But their success as of late starts with Dansby Swanson, who is going to start paying or playing his way into a nice contract wherever he lands in the offseason. 401 average, six home runs, 22 RBIs in the last 15 games. Jock Peterson, since coming over, is hitting 283 with Atlanta. And then looking at their pitching, you know, Max Freed's had a down year, but he has been that ace as of late. He's a five and two with a two, three, six in his last seven. Uh, he has really, really uh, been the focal point of that rotation. Charlie Morton, a veteran right there, four and one, two, five, seven ERA in his last seven. So two horses that have really pitched well. They got Oscar Hinoa back today. Uh, someone who broke their hand, punching a wall earlier in the season, who was pitching well up to that point. So, I think the Braves are finally catching some heat. They made some uh, aggressive moves at the deadline. Got to tip my hat to Alex Anthopoulos and company for going all out and uh, taking advantage of it. Uh, you threw out a lot of good numbers there. It would have been real nice had we uh, had some graphics for that. But Aaron did his best Vinny impression today and did not have time. Um, but you, you mentioned it. I, I think a big thing there was the Austin Riley talk because I was a guy who felt like Austin Riley was just going to be this big home run hitter and that he wasn't a guy that could sustain an average of like 292. And he's shown that he's been a consistent hitter. And again, they're doing this without Ronald Acuna. And we had, we had mentioned the division they're in before. The Mets look atrocious. The Mets look like they can't beat anybody right now. And then you have the Phillies who started to play well, but I don't know if they have the talent enough in Philadelphia to sustain. So 
right now the Braves are in a prime position to run away with that division. And for all the Braves fans, look at that. All, for, all the Braves fans that were out there that gave up on their team, shame on you. Shame on you for listening to Dylan and I. You should always <laughs> have faith in your team. But it just goes to show you that baseball is that is a very, very long season. And we've seen it now with a couple of teams that we're going to get into when we talk about the in and out. We've seen it with the Braves. We've seen it with the Yankees. Some teams are getting hot. Some teams are starting to poke their head in the playoff race. And uh, it's going to be interesting down the stretch to see uh, which teams come out on top. Um, Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's not much I, I can say. I, <laughs> I, I own it. I, I will say I from episode one. I was on the Mets and Me to too. be fair, the Mets have had a lot of injuries. And when you lose an ACE like DeGrom, it hurts. And then you go trade for Baez and the he's out, it hurts. And then you signed a Lindor and he's out like those things hurt, but they haven't played very well. Their pitching's been very suspect lately. Um, and guys that had a really good first half, Taiwan Walker has not been as good as of late. Um, although he did have a good outing the other day against the Dodgers, but they didn't give him any run support. So it didn't matter anyways. Um, I, I don't know. Dylan, do you think do you think right now the Braves are the favorite in the East? I'm still aboard the Phillies train. I know I went went on a big big stretch with them last week. The Phillies, I think, are in a great position. They're built to win right now, the way the Brewers are. They have the pitching. They added a Kyle Gibson to go along with Zach Wheeler, who's been phenomenal. Aaron Nola's still a great name, can uh, make some big starts for them. Bullpen a little bit concerns me there, but they have enough to where I think the Phillies are the team to beat. Atlanta, another thing that we forgot to mention there is they added Richard Rodriguez, a nice closer from the Pirates, and uh, he stepped in, done well there. So, I mean, it's going to be a two-team race. I personally think the Mets have dug themselves a hole, especially with uh, the rigmarole they got to go up against with the Giants and Dodgers multiple times. So, uh, no off days. That, that was a crazy scenario. Noah Syndergaard took to social media, said they played a Sunday night baseball game and had to travel to San Francisco the very next day. So, uh, that's that's not a good look for Major League Baseball and looking at that department. But I think the Mets are cooked right now, and it's a, it's a two team race between the the Braves and the Phillies, who I think will end up winning the division. Yeah, I I was um I was I was kind of disturbed that that happened with uh, the Noah Syndergaard thing. I'm not a fan of that. Let's move. Let's have a game Sunday night before the national television audience, because it's a big game and then make you go all the way across the country. Um, baseball's already a travel grind. I mean, it's already playing games every day. It's a huge grind um, as far as travel goes. And then you expect these guys to get into a city five, six, seven in the morning and play a baseball game at seven, seven that night. Um, I didn't like that, but I'm not going to give the Mets an excuse. That, yeah. that's not We've why they're playing too many all year yeah. long. <laughs> yeah they're not that's not why they're playing bad they're just playing bad so um all right dylan uh, enough of the braves i'm kind of i already vomited in my mouth three or four times having to say that i messed up and that i gave people bad advice and just wait you know, when the brewers end up making it to the nlcs like i said <laughs> well again i've already come on here and apologized for the brewers as well but <laughs> it's a long it's a long season so who knows they might go on a 10 game losing streak of their own i don't know they're and not the cardinals the are the cardinals are playing better even though they're still 10 games back um if they sneak into the wild card you never know all right let's uh let, let's let's pay the bills let's talk about the socials tell people where can the, where they can find us and all that good stuff there Good evening, everybody. You can head on over to Twitter and type in at roughcut underscore sports. Head on over to Facebook at roughcut sports and on Instagram at the roughcut sportscast. Then, when you're done doing all that, head on over to YouTube, type in roughcut sportscast, click the subscribe, 
click the bell, click the like, and do all that good stuff because we're trying to grow it over there and it should be a lot of fun come NFL season uh, going to check out the Rough Cut Sportscast. That's right. NFL is around the corner and that's all we're talking right now on our normal shows. It's NFL, NFL, NFL. So be sure to tune in to those shows on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and go to YouTube and subscribe. We are looking to get 200 subscribers so we can get our own URL. And I think we're three shy of 100 right now. So we got to pick it up a little bit. Um, Share, share, share the show. And we appreciate all the support and show us the love on YouTube. All right, Dylan. Seventh inning stretch. We're going to take before we get into our main event and we talk about playoff teams. I wanted to tackle some some news and notes that happened over the past, you know, over the week or so. I wasn't here last week. Uh, Chris Sale made his return to the Boston lineup. And I know you were I know you weren't very high. You weren't sure. You weren't sure how he was going to come back, but he had a pretty good outing. Um, What were your thoughts on, on Chris Sale coming back to the Red Sox and how do you think that'll help them? Yeah, he uh, racked up eight Ks in his uh, first appearance since 2019. Chris Sale's Chris Sale, but you know what you're going to get from him. He's a left-handed dominant pitcher. He's really only had one bad year in his career. That was 2019, where his ERA was north of four. But that's saying something of how good of a pitcher he is. I think you put him in right now, going down the stretch. It's it's mid-August. You got a few games, probably five, six starts out of him before you get into the playoffs, if you end up making the playoffs. I think Chris Sale is a good piece to add to that team right now, has a lot of strikeout totals, and they're in dire need of pitching. So I mentioned a few weeks ago when I said they should have added pitching, they put a lot of stock in Chris Sale being the guy uh, that he was, the Cy Young winner, uh, multi-Cy Young winner that he is. And uh, I, I, I just I think that they really need to get that version of Chris Sale if they want to have any success, because if not, I don't think Boston ends up uh, surviving the hole they've dug themselves into. Uh, I, I mentioned before, I am a huge Chris sale guy. Who's one of my favorite pitchers. Um, he got hurt. I wasn't, I'm lying. I didn't like him when he was on the white Sox, mainly. Cause I, I don't like the white Sox. I just don't, uh, for what? I just don't, I, I don't because of you. I don't know. I'm just playing. Me. I, no, I'm just playing. I really have never been a white Sox fan. This dates back to the days of like Frank Thomas. And I just, I just never liked him. So when he was there, I knew how talented he was. I knew how good he was, but I wasn't a fan. And then he went to Boston and I was like, oh, I can root for this guy. Cause one of my favorite, my favorite players, Mookie Betts, he was on Boston. I used to root for big Poppy and Manny Ramirez and those guys. So I was excited for him and then he gets hurt. So that was frustrating, but I'm a big Chris sale guy. I think he can get back to form. And I think if he's back to being 90% of what he was when he was on, like that's going to be, that's going to bode really, really well for Boston. I think that might be able to hold off some of those other teams fighting for playoff spots and get them in. So I think it's really pivotal for Chris sale to be good. Like he has to show out as a number one to me. Um, if not, I, I, I kind of feel what you feel. One more note on Boston real quick. Their bullpen's a little bit of a mess right now. Uh, in one inning, they ended up walking four batters today and uh, blew the lead that they had in game one of the doubleheader against the Yankees. Huge series going up against the Yankees this week. So they're going to have to find a way to get some wins in that department. Alex Cora really made some head-scratching decisions. So um, like I said, I'm still a little bit worried about the Red Sox and how they'll finish uh, with the Yankees' insurgents as of late. But uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. So, um, I have a, uh, and I'm, I'll be, I'll pull a Vinny here. I'll pull a Vinny. Um, I've been busy lately and I've already forgotten the name of the guy who threw the no hitter. Oh gosh. 
<laughs> in Arizona. I mean, number one, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Right. And this year they now have two actually, because Madison Bumgarner threw a seven inning no hitter early in the year. Uh, is Ty, is it Ty Gilbert? Tyler Gilbert. Ty, Tyler, everybody calls him Ty, whatever. Tyler Gilbert throws a no hitter for the Diamondbacks. It was the eighth no hitter for Major League Baseball this year. Uh, I want to touch on two things because no, anytime you throw a no hitter, it's great. Like no hitters are hard to do. It's something that just doesn't happen very often. You may see it more now because of the type of approach hitters are having at the plate. It's the swing or miss league. Um, is this impressive to you in the sense of like, it's a no name guy came out of nowhere and throws a no hitter or is it, or is it something that major league baseball actually should take a look at and realize there's a problem in the game and use that as evidence and further evidence that there's a problem in the game. I think it's, it's that second part that you mentioned about there is a little bit of a problem, but I think you're burying the lead a bit, a little bit here. We need to need to give him some credit in his first major league start. He ends up throwing a no hitter. I mean, that's just storybook stuff. It doesn't happen very often. It was a six round pick went to Southern Cal from Santa Cruz, California. So um, to do it against a team like the Padres, I think uh, feels good for him too. Um, but I, I, I'm just so happy for him to finally get a chance to make his MLB or not his debut, but it was his first start at the MLB. His father was in attendance and uh, just an emotional scene there. So it was great for him to end up uh, climbing the ladder there in his first MLB start. So that was just amazing. But getting back to your point on the on the uh, if there's a problem, I think there is when you're seeing guys like I know he's had a good year, but Wade Miley throw a no hitter. Uh, Spencer Turnbull. I mean, there were some issues early on in the year where you're like, there's a no hitter every week. Carlos Rodon, he's had a great year as well. I'll tip my hat, but there's, there's an issue with uh, the, the no hitters that have gone on this year. I mean, the Cubs, Zach Davies had one uh, combined, obviously, but I mean, it's, it's a disaster with how many there have been this year. So, so two things I look at early in the season. Sometimes I expect no hitters. I feel like pitchers come out it, almost in the NFL, like the, Defense is ahead of the offense a little bit. Sometimes it takes hitters a while to get into a rhythm. So when it happens early in the year, I kind of expect things like that to happen. When it happens late in the year to guys that like a, a Tyler Gilbert, who I'll be honest, I had never heard of. I know he, he wasn't like he was some 30th round pick. Like right. the guy can play. I'm not years old. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he can play and I'm not knocking that. It's just, it's just hard for me to fathom a guy throws a no hitter. Like these, these professional hitters are so good not to give up hit the entire game. It's so that's when I start to wonder, like maybe this is a bigger baseball issue and the approaches at the plate and doing something to figure out how to change that game. And I know hitters are great, but unless it's a no hitter, nobody wants to go to the ballpark and see a one hitter. Like right, nobody, right. nobody celebrates you that, see the right? whole thing or nothing. You right. want the whole thing. Exactly. But um, I worry about those things. I think another thing that we're kind of not, pointing out here is they, they don't have a lot of film on him. Like if you get him up to the MLB makes his first MLB start your second time around, you're probably going to give up a few knocks because people know what you did well and can prepare for some of the things you bring there. But I mean, it, it, it has to come down to preparation and they probably didn't have enough film to watch to see what he can bring to the table. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough spot. Uh, Bailey said, do you think that the rookie throwing his first no hitter in the first start is good to get new viewers or bad? Um, if you, if you, 
if you run with that storyline, I mean, if you sell that storyline, I think that's cool, but you have to understand then people are just going to be looking for guys that are first getting their first starts, right? The guys that are, you know, we don't expect to do things like that. And that doesn't happen very often in major league baseball. So yeah, you might've, you might be able to sell that story and get a few new viewers, but I'm sure you'd probably sell a lot more viewers. If you said, Oh, there was 14 home runs hitting this game and they went back to back to back and, so I think that's why Major League Baseball tends to sell that a little bit more. I don't know if you feel differently, Dylan. Yeah, it, it's sort of I'm going to try to draw this parallel and I don't know if it'll connect or not, but this is just where my head's at right now. Um, my friend who doesn't watch a lot of hockey ended up once he found out that the Vegas Golden Knights made it to the Stanley Cup in their first year. He said, well, this is pointless because it's not like there's any competition there. And I don't want to watch it if a team like, for instance, say his rookie ends up throwing a no hitter in his first start. Like, is that is that sort of where it connects a little bit? Um, but I mean, it, it, it's a weird spot for uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, I think it's a good story for sure. But if you're trying to attract new viewers, you want to see them send out a Max Scherzer type, someone that's been able to do it and uh, can do special things on the hill as opposed to a rookie that came up. I, I don't think it's right. necessarily good or bad in that sense. I mean, nobody's who knows. Tyler Gilbert may get a fan base, but nobody's going back to the ballpark because Wade Miley is pitching that day because he threw a no hitter. That's I, yeah. mean, I, I know that for a fact. Nobody's saying, hey, Dylan, let's go get these tickets. Wade Miley's throwing today. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, it might it might be something with the fact that he's a rookie, but uh, not sure. I want to get to these two other points, questions in the chat before we get to our main event, because I think they're important. Sherman says, do you think that bunting for a base hit to break up a no hitter is bad baseball etiquette? Um, mixed feelings about this one. And I, I, I'll, it's kind of two, twofold. One, um, I never think base. I never think doing your job is bad for a game unless it's the game's out of reach. It's like stealing third when you're up by 15 runs. You know what I mean? Like you're just not doing it to me. That's bad etiquette. If it's a one, two, zero game and you're bunting to get on base and you get a base hit, I don't feel like teams should be upset at that. The game's still within reach. We all see one swing of the bat could change the, the landscape of a game. Um, so I don't have an issue with that, but if the game's out of hand and it's late in the game, ninth inning and you're down six runs and you're two outs and you're just bunting just to break up a no, no, that's uh, kind of just Bush league to me. Yeah, that's that's Bush League. That's where you get buzzed at the ear hole in your next at bat, and you're probably going to be spending some time on the injured list. But I, I, I'm 100 percent agree with you there. Um, yeah, it depends on the scenario, even even in a three nothing game. I think trying to get momentum, saying that you got to run around base right. for the first time or it might not be the first time. But, you know, get on with a hit is uh, could definitely boost the offense a little bit, maybe moving to second, get something going a little bit. But I think it's based on scenario. Like, like if it's a late in the game, big lead, that's, that's just, yeah. It's and it's a feel for the crazy. game, right? Because how many times have we watched a baseball game and somebody's given up a seven run lead, like, or, or a six or seven run lead. And we've seen it even more nowadays with the fact teams are going to bullpens and there's less like it, it's, it can happen. So I'm not for just like throwing a game away just because you're down four runs or whatever, three or four runs. Um, so I'm okay with it. Just again, it's almost that eyeball test. You just have to gauge using your eyeballs. And then the last one, um, I, I wanted to bring this up because my son's, my son's travel ball coach is adamant that hitters get themselves out 70% of the time. That's his thing. He said, he tells everybody that like pitchers usually don't get hitters out unless you're one of the great ones. It's usually a hitter getting himself out because he has a bad approach, a bad swing, uh, goes out of the zone, so, things like that. So I actually think this, there's a point here. I think the hitter 
is more <laughs> should get more credit for the pitcher getting a, getting a no hitter um, sometimes than we than we lead on. Um, I think that the hitters should be getting a lot of blame, and we don't really talk about the teams that get no hit. We talk about the pitcher that mm-hmm. pitched the no hitter. So. I actually agree with that point. I know it's not making for any good debates right now, but I, I agree with uh, your point there. Uh, the batters, it, it's the approach. Major League Baseball right now, when you look at the approaches across the board, they're just pitiful. They go up there, they take three swings, and they sit down. It's simple as that every single time they walk up there. I miss the guys that get on base. I miss the David DeJesus or the Johnny Damons that can get on, use their legs a little bit, and end up end up finding a way to get on base and use that to their advantage. There's not a lot of guys like that in the MLB anymore, so – um, I mean, that could also change. I mean, there's people that are trying not to hit the home run ball as often, but they, they need to find a way to find that happy medium with a balanced lineup. And the first team that can do that is going to win a lot of baseball games. And I think the Astros are a little bit onto that too. Altuve, a guy that makes contact. You have the boppers and Jordan behind him. There's a lot of, lot of offenses that could piece together different styles of hitters that could really lead to their success. I mean, if you think about just a few years back, the Kansas City Royals were really good and that's what they did. Like they played they baseball. And they, yes, they ran. The they got on base. base. Absolutely. And they ran and they got on base and they played good defense. And they, I mean, they won a world series. Like I, I liked that style of baseball. I think teams, I, I miss those teams that, that are like that. So um, I definitely think you're onto something when you say that the teams that do that are going to be successful. Um, and I, I think everybody just wants those big mashing guys. Cause it's it sells tickets. But mm-hmm. um, when, when it comes down to it, if you win, it's all that matters. Defensive right, pitching no. wins games. Offense sells tickets. There you go. You heard it from the, the smoothest voice in broadcasting himself. <laughs> all right, Dylan, let's get into a main event. It's time to play in or out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! All right. Dylan uh, first shout out to belly up sports network for having us on their network. I know I don't say it enough on diamond talk because we only have 30 minutes, but we appreciate everything they do over there. And then our proud sponsor Yeti, make sure you're going to get your coolers, put some uh, nice rough cut sports cast etching on there. And then shout out to Mrs. Milani herself for making all the shirts by made by Milani and all the merchandise we have going on over there. Be sure to check out our links and buy those shirts. All right, Dylan play the game in or out. We're going to make this kind of quick. We don't need a long spiel. We've talked about a lot of these teams already. Um, I really just want to know your thoughts. Are these, are these teams going to make the playoffs and why let's start in the AL West and let's start with the Oakland athletics. Are the A's going to make the playoffs? I tell you what, something we didn't mention on this show's on this show uh, last week is the injury, not the injury, the suspension to Ramon Laureano. Ramon Laureano is a big piece to what they do. I mean, he has a big cannon for an arm. They have him in right field. He saves a lot of runs in the outfield, good wins above replacement player. But Oakland, I think, is a team that, I mean, they, they are in a great position. They added the right pieces at the deadline. And I think that they're a team that could end up making the postseason. So they're going to make the wild card. They're going to get booted in the first round like they always do. So they're going to make it. <laughs> wait, wait. They're going to make it, but they're not going to make it. If you know what I mean. It's it's it seems to be the same old story with the A's. They get there, everybody gets excited, and then it's just a first round exit. I I, I mean I I don't know. Um, I actually think. I, 
I need to look something up because I don't want to. I don't want to make a mistake. You know what would be crazy? I've made baseball. enough already. What's Imagine that? the Yankees, Red Sox, and the AL wild card. <clears throat> so I'm going to say the A's do not make the playoffs. Wow. I, I think I think the Astros hold them off for the division because I think the Astros are a better team, and I think there's going to be a team in the wild card that jump over the A's, and I have the A's out. So quote me on that. Tell me I'm wrong again. I probably am. And wait, shit's been going lately. But I have the A's. <laughs> I have the A's out of the playoffs. Um, let's move on to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How are you going to say what? that? Are you going to end up telling us who you have there later on? Oh, yeah, we got. Well, we're, we're okay. playing in or out. I'm going to tell you who's in and who's out. Oh, now I got to go back. So you got me all screwed up here. All right. We're going to do another AL West team. The Seattle Mariners. And I know it's, it might be a little early, but I, I wanted to put them. Hey, listen, I wanted to put them in here because they're five games back now. And I'll be honest. I don't think anybody had the Mariners this good, this fast. I thought everybody kind of thought they were a few years away, uh, but they, they have surprised a lot of, a lot of teams. So Mariners, is there a shot? Yay or nay? Not this year. Depoto really made an interesting move. I'll, I'll say one point on the Seattle Mariners. He made a move that I thought he should have made in the offseason, and that was to bring over Abraham Toro from the Astros. He's came over, and he has been a beast for the Seattle Mariners. I believe he's hitting close to 300 with them, and he's hitting 262 on the year now. He's hit multiple home runs. He, he very well could be their third baseman of the future there, but it's not a move you make midseason. That's a move you make uh, in the offseason, and you don't trade a Kendall Graveman to acquire him. That's something you end up dipping in, dipping your toes into later. So he's set up for the future, but he really screwed himself this year. And once again, the Mariners are going to miss the playoffs for the, for or they haven't made it since 2001, I believe is the last time. So <laughs> long they're getting comfy on the couch. time ago, long time ago. All right, let's head over to the NL West. And I think, look, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that we both have in the giants and the Dodgers. I'm just going to assume that correct because the giants are, playing out of their minds still. And the Dodgers, I think, are just too good to, to be kept at least out of a wild card. Um, that leaves the Padres. And, and I know we've talked about the Padres in the past and Tatis coming back. Are, do the Padres have enough to make the playoffs? I'm going to say 100% Hold no we've, we've, we've heard 100% before. No. Right here, 100%, there's no chance they make the playoffs. So I guess I should say 0%. 0%, the Padres make the playoffs. Write it in Sharpie. No chance that this team even, makes even, the postseason. Even with the addition of this guy? Adam Frazier's nice. Now, I, I know he does a lot of things well, but Fernando Tatis heading to right field. Goodness, Ian half Goodness. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know. <laughs> you gosh. still can't get rid of that Cubs love. You're still I, I grading the Cubs. Ian Happ has got to be the worst center fielder I've laid eyes on. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I think the Padres, their schedule is murder's row in the second half, or at least in September. So they're in they're in a tough spot. You Darvish is on the injured list. They signed Jake Arrieta, which should, I'm going to guess, probably over six runs in his debut tonight in Coors Field. So, I mean, it's a it's a tough, tough spot for them. They're not in a good spot, and I do think the Reds are in fantastic, fantastic spot. Okay. Um, that well, – well, we'll we'll get to that. Um, the next one I want to go to is Amer – back to the American League, the AL East. And I don't want to bring up all three teams here, um, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays. Who's left out? Which one – which of those teams make it? 
which of those teams are left out or are they all three left out? Are they all three? And what, what, what is your thoughts on this? I have, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'll say it. I didn't have the Yankees in to start the year. I didn't think they were good enough. I still don't think they're good enough. I have the Red Sox getting the wild card and the Yankees missing it. I have the blue Jays in the playoffs. I have the blue Jays getting the second wild card. That's the team I have jumping the A's. I was feeling confident in the Blue Jays last week, and I do think they they could still potentially make the postseason. The Rays are a lock for the division. Just yeah, I think they're they're one hundred percent in with winning that division. I'm still waiting for you to apologize for that one, but okay. I mean, they, I, 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 <laughs> I said last week I give up. I, I give up trying to figure out this <laughs> puzzle that they're running. They just win games with G Man Choi playing first base and Brasau <laughs> and Brandon Lau hitting two forty two twenty three with twenty bombs. I'm sick and tired of playing this game that the Rays play, but they win. Games game so i gotta give it to them they're they're winning the division they're probably going to the world series um I, I think the rays win the division and whoever wins whoever wins the series this week between the red sox and the yankees will be the second wild card team playing the oakland athletics wow wow bold take early or actually late august you're saying the series in late august determines who makes the playoffs that's uh yep that's pretty that's pretty bold all right Let's do the same thing in the AL East or the NL East. Sorry. Braves, Mets, Phillies. Who's in? Who's out? Phillies are in. And you're and you're pretty sold on that, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I still believe in the Phillies. I know Sherm, he's feeling that love. Uh they 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 made some nice additions at the deadline. I, I truly believe in this Phillies ball club. Gibson's a nice piece. Um, they have some pieces. Uh, the, the bullpen's still a little bit shaky uh, for my liking, but I think Atlanta could still fall off a little bit. I think they're just riding a high right now, and I don't think Dansby Swanson can keep up what he's doing right now for the rest of the season. Philly is built to win down the stretch, and I think they're in a good spot to do that. Man, this is hard for me. Um, I do not want to let go of the Mets. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to let go of the Mets. And and it's not because I think they're, I just don't want to let go of them. They have too much talent to be this bad. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy, but, but I'm going to use my head in this one. The Mets are out. Oh, Mets are out. Braves will win the division. Phillies will not Phillies are out Phillies are out I think I think the Padres I think the Padres and the Reds are both too good to for the Phillies to overtake them for a wild card and I Mm -hmm. think the Braves get the division so the Phillies are out yeah it's it's and that's how I am with the Phillies but in the Braves at a different spot I mean that's I'm with the same that you have but I got the Phillies where the Braves are yeah, and I, and I also like. I still think the Cardinals have a chance to get that wild card as well because they've been playing you really well as of late. You've been on them since this front. I still think the Cardinals are really good. You said that they in, are in the first. No, they're not. No, they're I not. Think they're, why not? You can't, you can't look at the Cardinals and be like, "Oh my gosh, they've fallen off this year." Mike are they Schultz not play, had a okay, team so, that made the playoffs? And are they not playing as good as the Braves right now? They are, but they're in a position where they are down and out in the wild card spot. They can't win the division because. The Brewers are in, are taking off with it. They're four games behind the Padres, and you mentioned the Padres' schedule, and then they're two and a half games back of the Reds. They are right there. They're right there in the wild card race. I don't want to hear that they're out of it. They're eight and two in their last ten. They're playing really well. They have a good roster. You act like they, they don't have, have a good a roster. Good roster, but they've underperformed all year. This was a team yes, that was in the L 
CS just a few years ago against the, the Braves. And then they, they last year they dipped a little bit. They didn't win the division. And then this year, they're, they've fallen even further off. I think Mike Schilt's a bigger problem than you're willing to admit right now. They've also had a number of injuries to start the year. They, they suffered a lot of injuries to key players to start the year. I, I'm not saying that Mike Schilt's a great manager. What I'm saying is that I'm not ready to write off the Cardinals for a wild card spot, especially the way they've been playing lately. And if you're going to write the Braves right back in there, I mean, of course, their division is a lot weaker. Yeah, the uh, Braves it, have a shot at the playoffs. The Cardinals it, do not. Don't say they're four games back. Pull up the odds. Pull up the odds if you don't want to play oh this my game. God. I guarantee what? you the Braves, Phillies, and Mets all have greater postseason odds than the Cardinals. Well, because they can win their division still. Right, that's which the, is why that's I still believe in the Braves. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. It makes no sense. Just stop. Anyways, just stop. Okay, what else? What other team? Do we have any other teams in here? Let's NL see. Central? Really? That's what we just talked about. Yeah, and you're not even giving the Reds any credit. The Reds. Oh, you. Oh, are, are you want to? I, I didn't even put the Reds on my list, but yeah. you want to talk about well, the Reds? Go ahead. We'll finish with the Reds. Do the Reds make the playoffs? So, by your standards, you think the Reds and Cardinals could potentially meet in the in the in the playoffs in the wild card? No, because I have the Dodgers in the wild card game against against either. The Padres, the Reds, or the Cardinals. That's I'm just saying those three are all fighting. The Cardinals, for the, the, okay. I, I believe solely in the Reds. Um, <laughs> they, they finally got some pitching. Luis Castillo stepped up down the stretch for them. And they finally got a healthy Mike Moustakis. Jonathan India is a name to watch, too. This guy has been on a tear. He's a front runner for uh, NL Rookie of the Year now. He's played second base for them. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really loving the uh, Cincinnati Reds. They're going to jump the Padres because I mentioned the Padres schedule in September. They play one team over 500. That's for one game or one team under 500 for one game. Everyone else is 500 or better. So uh, the Padres have a tough schedule. The Reds are in a great spot. I'm loving the Reds. They, they're they playing in a division that's got So do they get in? Yes. Are easily. they in? Or, okay, so they're in. But I said the Padres aren't in. The Reds are so, jumping them. So who, so the Braves are out. You Braves have the Braves are out. out. My my so, my my standings, the way the postseason's going. Give, give me your West, give give me your give me your six teams in each in each uh division or each conference or whatever. NL West Giants hold on <laughs> win that division. Brewers is the um the central team. The East team is the Phillies. The wild card is going to be uh the one seed, uh the Dodgers, and the two seed will be the Cincinnati Reds. And for the American League. American League West, I have the Houston Astros. The Central, I have the White Sox. The East, I have the Rays. And in the AL Wild Card, um, I have Oakland and the winner of the series between the Red Sox and the Yankees this week. Fair enough. Uh, pretty similar to mine, all the division leaders, um, except I have the Braves in the NL. And then in the Wild Card in the NL, I have the Dodgers and. I'm going to go the Padres. I think the Padres hold on. I'm going to go the Dodgers and the Padres. I think they both hold on. I think you get three teams from the West. And then the American League, I have same thing, Rays, Astros, White Sox, and I have Boston and Toronto. So three teams in the East um, coming out in the American League. That's it. I'm right. You're wrong. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Always the case. Dylan, another great show, but tell everybody one more time once i find it where they can find us and follow and do all that good stuff before we close it out head on over to rough cut underscore sports on twitter and on facebook at rough cut sports 
on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. And when you're done doing that, head on over to YouTube, type in Rough Cut Sportscast, click subscribe, click the like, click the bell so you know when we go live and all that good stuff. It should be a lot of fun when you head on over there and watch the Rough Cut Sportscast. <laughs> that's right shout out to our sponsors yeti belly up sports network made by milani be sure to tune in tomorrow night 8 30 p.m eastern time i don't know what we're talking but i'm sure it's football the one and only vinnie milani vinnie milani your boy aj johnson and who else knows gonna who's gonna show up <laughs> dylan any final words i don't believe i have any oh one thing i'll mention um as many of you know, I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan, and they have now lost. Uh, they're winning now uh, today, <laughs> but they have lost 11 in a row two times this year. So, so yeah, what do you want, like condolence cards or something? One of them. Hey, I, I will say this. One of them was with everybody still on the roster. So, I mean. So, again, what do you fair. want, condolence cards? Is that why you're telling us? No, we don't I'm, care about the Cubs. If they go 10 and 30 the rest of the season, they will lose 100 games this year, which could Are be the- crazy. Are the Cubs a bigger waste of space in baseball than the Baltimore Orioles? <laughs> like who has, like right now, if you're an Orioles fan or you're a Cubs fan, which one's feeling the worst? The Cubs at least have a future with their system. The Orioles <laughs> haven't built anything up in their system since Jonathan Scope once in the last decade. So, I mean... <laughs> That, that's that's pretty rough for the Orioles. Fair enough. Fair enough. Shout out to uh, all the Baltimore Oriole fans that actually claim the Orioles. Um, with that being said, tune in tomorrow night. Rough Cut Sportscast. Any final words? No? Good. That's it. Okay. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.